49er faithful. It is 49ers fangirl Tracy here with SoCali Steph. Hi, Steph. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's nice to be in the same room, finally. <laughs> it is. It's awesome to be in the same room and to be back talking a little Niners football. Uh, we are joined today by two fantastic guests. We have Rob, who you can find on Twitter at, at SendCalFaithful, and that's C-E-N-C-A-L Faithful, and also Rich, who you can find on Twitter at RJ Madrid. Hello, Rob. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Hi, Rich. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, we are Monday after the Combine, and we want to start talking a little bit about the draft. And I know you guys have some strong opinions, uh, and Steph and I have some thoughts, but we'd love to start with our guests uh, and just kind of get an idea of what you think about the weekend. Let's start uh, by talking about one Jared Goff, who has been a subject of a lot of discussion of 49ers fans. So um, let's go. Rob, why don't you talk to us a little about Jared and your thoughts? Well, for referring to the weekend, it's kind of hard to, I guess you could say, I don't, I don't put a huge t- a ton of stock in the, the combine when it comes to quarterbacks. I mean, I do a little bit. I kind of just watch how accurate they are and stuff like that. But it's really, it always just comes down to how they do, how all the tape I've been watching, really. So, um, but I thought it, he looked fine. Carson Wentz looked fine. But like I said, it's it's tough to like put a whole lot of stock in it. Rich, what did you think about his combine performance? Um, I, I agree with Rob. You know, it's it's hard to tell when it's not in a game situation. But there were a lot of quarterbacks I thought looked good. I think I think Jared looked really good. Uh, I thought Carson Wentz looked probably the best out of the group. Um, Definitely, and guys like there the, were you know Kevin Hogan. He didn't look too good, and uh, a few of the other guys. Um, Cody Kessler was surprised looked as well as he did. Um, but overall, yeah, I think Goff and Wentz probably looked the best out of the group. I think that's true, and I think that was to be expected. Absolutely. So, Steph, what do you think? You've been Steph, you know, went to Berkeley, so she is <laughs> she is very familiar with with Goff. What are your thoughts? Well, I I watch him all the time because I I watch as many Cal games as I could, and um, I I like the kid. I'm I'm a fan. I think he's great. I think he. Um, you know, he, he, everything he does looks athletic and he throws the ball on time and his feet is good and his balance is good, everything like that. I just don't think he's a good fit for the 49ers and I especially don't think that the 49ers can get him at seven and I don't think they're going to trade up for him. I just kind of think that if they're going to go that route, they're going to just hold on to Kaepernick one more year and see what they can do. Uh, I would agree with with Steph there, and I think the team has so many needs that it would not be my first choice. That being said, um, I really want to hear from you guys, because I know you guys have strong opinions, and you guys have been watching a lot of tape and have really studied him. So I'd like to kind of get, putting the combine aside, um, I'd like to get each of your takes, or, you know, adding the combine, however you guys want to do it, but each of your takes on Jared Goff generally and how you think he would fit. Uh, Rich, let's start with you. Um, okay, I didn't. I probably didn't watch as much Cal football as, as Steph did, but <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge USC fan, so I don't. Ew, you know, so Pac-12, yes, but um, We're I tried to watch Goff whenever I could. Um, I think one of the things that sticks out with Goff is his is his footwork and his his release, and his release kind of reminds me of Carson Palmer. It's a little bit higher than you would expect a quarterback to have, um, and I think. 
his his offense, the knowledge he has playing in the spread offense, would probably translate over pretty well to uh, Chip Kelly's style. Rob? Oh, with me, it was all like, I guess you could say the whole love, and, love at first sight thing as far as a quarterback goes was the fact that he would literally just sit in a pocket no matter how small it was and would just sit there and wait for his receivers to get open because he can run. He's not bad at all. I mean, a 4-8 isn't really something to be ashamed about as far as a quarterback goes, but he'll just sit there and he'll move around pressure and he'll dodge it all and he won't freak out and he literally, like I remember posting a video to Twitter where this dude's rushing in full speed sidesteps him find and throws it right to a guy that's double covered without an issue so it was with me after watching Kaepernick for a few years it was just a huge breath of fresh air to have a guy that literally will sit in the pocket and wait you know not excessively but it just to me that was the biggest attractor was that he was just so calm under pressure Uh, I heard a rumor that I'm sure everybody else heard as well today that uh, Balky's really high on Connor Cook, which I don't understand at all, and feel like that can't possibly be a true story. That's me hitting my head on the desk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, no I, I, no, is really all I can say to that, no. Um, I am a Michigan fan, so I've seen a little bit of Connor Cook, and no. Um <laughs> So just, I'm, but it, it concerned me slightly. But I'm, I'm feeling that maybe that was a rumor started by Connor Cook's agent or something, um, because I think that would be a terrible use of a second or third round draft pick. Well, um, I, I think that would, yeah. Go ahead. I want to talk over Rob, but I, I think that would be probably a terrible use of a draft pick in general for us. Um, have you guys seen Draft Day? Yes. Oh yeah. He's, no. he's what's his name? He reminds me of Bo Callahan. <laughs> yes. Totally. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. And the whole grabbing the trophy out of Lynn Swan's hand just kind of that didn't sit well with me, especially knowing what knowing what we know about him now and you know, he was never picked to be a team captain during the season. Um and his the offense that he played in it's just not I mean, yeah, he played under center, but he played in more of a run-first offense um, that's not Chip Kelly's style. And then just some of the mechanics I've seen with him, I just don't see – I don't even see personally why anyone would waste a third or second-round pick on him, but that's just my opinion. And he had a terrible combine. I mean, I, I agree with you guys. I don't know that the combine really is the best indicator of how a quarterback will perform in the NFL. But all things being equal, I think he does have a bad attitude, but let's pretend he matures – um, he, I didn't see anything out of him in his college career that would make me want him as our quarterback, and he had a bad combine. So I just can't imagine that there's any reason that today someone would be like, this is my guy. I completely agree with that. Well, and yeah, the, the part that I tweeted about with me was that you're trading one guy who kind of is in the midst of having his leadership abilities questioned for a guy, a brand new guy, who's already had his leadership ability questioned. So it's like, you know, I just to me, if you're really going to go quarterback. Now, I will say that if if he fell all the way to the third round and they took him, then I I probably wouldn't give anybody any grief about it because the third round, I mean, he was for a while, he's been projected as a late first round pick. So maybe the value is too good to pass up there. But I just think he'd be trading kind of just one lo- slight locker room issue for another one, I guess, the way to sum it up. Well, and if, I, if he was there in the third round and Vernon Adams was too, I'd much rather have Vernon Adams. Oh, I think you can probably wait a lot longer on Vernon oh, Adams. I think you can probably wait five. So that's why I'd rather. That. I'd rather I would have, definitely listen. wait for Vernon Adams, and I would not 
I would just would not waste a pick on Connor Cook. No. No, and I would. I guess I'd rather pick four other people and then get Vernon Adams in the fifth round. May have been the more eloquent way to say that. Yeah. No, I. I'm, I, I think he's. I think he's gonna. It's tough to say where he's gonna go because I've seen seven seventh round and I've seen fourth round, but I think that guy's awesome. He had a really good combine. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his deep throws were just like to be marveled at. It's he's pretty impressive. Yeah, I like him a lot. And you're getting a guy that already knows the system. Mm-hmm. And there's his, his last season at Oregon was a little weird. Like it was a little like up and down. Like his first couple games, he struggled a lot, and then he then he you know got hurt, got benched, was out for a few games, then came back and just kind of lit it up. Got hurt in the the championship game, but I mean. He's. I think he's a special kid. He's just, I don't know, one of those like X factors, I guess you could say, that just has the knack for the game. I agree. Assuming that we don't trade up and that Goff and Wentz are gone um, by seven, and even I still, I don't even think I'd want us to trade up. I think this team has so many needs. Um, who are some other players that you'd like to see them draft at seven? Who's going first? Uh, Rich. Okay, yeah, I actually wrote a piece about this. Uh, I guess me and Rob, we should have mentioned earlier, we write for Niner Noise over at the Fansided Network. Um, and I wrote a piece on this about two weeks ago on who I'd like to see him draft, and I, I really like DeForest Buckner, uh, defensive lineman out of Oregon. So what, yeah. what do you like about him? Um, I think he's a guy that he's, he's big and fast. Um, he's got a huge wingspan that you kind of want to see in a 3-4 uh, defensive lineman plays the five technique. Um, I don't know how much you want to get into the X's and O's and that. Um, I'd like to get but, into as much as you'd like to talk about. So, so basically, the, the five technique plays the shoulder of the tackle um, to the outside, and 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 every all the film that I watched of him, he just pretty much bull rushes his guy. He can he can get right in between the gap, and he's got good handwork. Um, to get to the quarterback and basically just shoves the lineman aside. I really like where he's headed, and I think I think he's going to be around at seven. I'd really like to see them pick him up if Goff's not around. All right, I'm going to actually go next. Um, <laughs> sorry to commandeer that from you, Rob. <laughs> no, do it. Do it to it. It's your show. But I um, – well, it's our show. Um, Excuse I, me. Excuse me. Sorry, Steph. <laughs> okay. I'm barely – I'm just listening. I think it's, it's uh-huh. interesting to find, like, fans that have a lot to say about the subject. And I know that you guys have a lot to say. And it's, it's interesting because I have a totally different perspective. <laughs> So it's great to hear, you know, to see, because, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see where, how this goes. But the 49ers always shock me. So, Seriously. Um, <laughs> I, I, we're all wrong, probably. <laughs> Everyone, true, we'll have, we're going to have three or four different ideas of who they pick at seven, and they will not pick any of our people. Or they'll trade, they'll trade back. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like picking at 19. They'll be like, well, what was the point of going 14, 4 and 12? I think there's a really good kicker they can take in the fourth this year. <laughs> hey, we could get into that because that's. Never mind. Go ahead, Tracy. Oh, yes. Well, and we can get into that. Um, I'm really high on Miles Jack. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I just think everything I've seen from him, I know that there are injury issues, but apparently he'll be ready for pro day. And let's be honest, injury issues have never stopped us from making a draft. Right. <laughs> um, but assuming that he will be healthy and from everything that I've read and everyone I've talked to, it sounds like he will be healthy. 
Um, I just think he has such versatility. He play inside linebacker, outside linebacker, nickel corner. He mirrors tight ends really well, running backs, wide receivers. He just he's such a talented player, and I think he makes such a difference on the field. And if you truly want to pick your best available, no matter what number you're at, I think he's one of the best players in this draft. Uh, and I'm really into him. So he would be, if I were Trent Baalke, that's who I'd be picking at seven. That's, that's interesting. I, I haven't, I don't think I've seen anyone mention Miles Jacks of the 49ers, uh, mainly probably just because of the scheme fit. Uh, Jim O'Neill's a three, four guy out of the Mike Pett and Rex Ryan school. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure how he would fit there, but I, I mean, I would not be opposed at all to them taking him. But I think you go, I mean, at least in theory, you go with who's your best player who's available to you. Right. And I just don't know how you would pass a player like that up. No, obviously not. I mean, you got to take the best guy at, at pick seven, whoever's, whoever it is. Well, if you haven't heard anybody talk about it, maybe this is the shock we've all been waiting for. <laughs> of course, now I've said it, so no chance. <laughs> now it's over. Well, if we, if we say every name, one of us will be right, so then maybe one year. <laughs> That's a good start. Unless, unless Balky just completely trades the first round pick completely. I, um, would, I think I would literally cry. I would die. I'd be, I don't, I, I he, no. There's, I don't think I'd turn the TV on until September. <laughs> or or <laughs> next February. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be horrible. So let's hope that doesn't happen because, listen, if you're going to go 4-12, and 12, the least you can do is get a high draft pick out of it. Absolutely. That's my motto. <laughs> Words to live by. Um, Rob, what are your thoughts? Who, who would you like to see them pick at 7? Well, both of your guys were awesome. If I, I would, My number one would have been DeForest Buckner because, to me, um, like I just I picture it from an offensive lineman's viewpoint and walking up to a defensive line with um, DeForest Buckner on one end and Eric Armstead on the other and they're both six eight, yeah. six you know like they're just typical bookends for a three four defense so it would just be so intimidating um, and then Miles Jack would be awesome I think he'd be a good fit because he'd be a perfect complement to Bowman in the mm-hmm. fact that Miles Jack could hover could cover pretty much anybody he's very fast so. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit, too. If I had to go that route, and I know this is probably going to get a little bit of a, a sigh, but if I if I couldn't get at either of those two, I'd probably trade back and go wide receiver. And I think Laquan Treadwell is kind of like a great fit in like the mid-teens. I, I wrote an article about him on Niner Noise, and I, I love him, but I always, while I was writing it, I never really thought he was worthy of the seventh round pick, or the seventh pick. So I'd go that and get really like, because it's been a really long time since the 49ers had, like, a true number one receiver that, like, is has to be double-covered almost all the time. Well, and it's something um, they're desperately missing in my Yeah, and opinion. he'd be a, a really, really good compliment to Torrey Smith and the fact that he's a huge guy, probably doesn't run faster than, like, a 4-6, but just demands, like, attention because he could just outleap everybody. Yeah, he has like basketball moves. Like he, he, the way I see it, you know, that's what I like to call it. But he's well, um, yeah, absolutely. Like he, you don't know where he's gonna go, so he can get away from you. Sorry. So, we can go ahead, Trace. No, no, go ahead, Rob. What were you gonna say? Well, I'm just gonna, and then another kind of a, a total left field is, and I've been watching a ton of tape on him lately. Is uh, Josh Dotson, the uh, receiver from TCU? That's what I was about to ask you, by the way, when you said... He is, like, 
it's hard to say. It's one of those things that's hard to quantify, but you just watch him and you see like he has the knack for it. And this is a terrible comparison because of just the, the, uh, the, I guess you could say how comparisons work, but he has like a very Odell Beckham jr. Like, like move to him. Like everything's very easy. Uh, catching the ball is very like natural. It just, you know, it's, it's hard to say this. The more I watch him, the more I think it, he's probably going to go like late first, mid to late first round, just because he's just, the more people pay attention, the more, uh, the more they'll see it, I guess you could say. Yeah. He had a, he had a great combine. He yeah. Had I'd say he combine. had out of the wide receivers. He had the best one. Um, that's very fair. So then I'd like to hear your thoughts. So now we're in the second round, the third round. Who else do you guys like? Um, I guess I'll start. I like, uh, I don't like Carson Wentz in the first round, and I and here's why. Um, I like I like him as a second, third round, or fourth round guy whenever he's available if they can get him. I I, I don't think he's going to be there, but if he is, that's probably who they should target in the second or third round. But a guy that coming out of college, out of a smaller school like that, um, and we, especially since we don't know what's going to happen with Kaepernick and, and Gabbert, or Kaepernick especially, but. A guy you take at seventh for a quarterback has got to be ready to start day one, I believe. And I don't, I don't feel too good about either Goff or Wentz starting on day one. Um, you know, first game of the season next season. Uh, but I do like Wentz later in the second or third round if he's available. And Steph has something she'd like to say. Well, not Go, Steph. Okay, this is just what I have to say about Goff, and I know that a lot of people hate that I'm not. I, I think that there he's. It's the Cal persuasion. You know, we kind of went through the 2005 draft where we didn't make the right choice. And um, I think that that's a lot of the emotion behind Goff. And, of course, you know, we love him in that way. But, you know, by drafting him, the 49ers would be basically taking a player that would sit for a year or more. And it's a talent-starved team. So I just don't see that. I mean, we need... A pass rusher, a wide receiver, a tackle linebacker, and you know a shutdown corner. I think could really help us right away. So, and we're not going to take a corner first. So I just don't see. I mean, maybe they would do something like that, but I would die. <laughs> <laughs> they shock us. They shock us. But like I, the way I see it is, I just don't think he's ready. And I and I I really was impressed by Goff on the. Um, the Air Force game. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he yes. he he had a lot of durability more than I thought he that he showed. Like because he he looked hurt, they kept after him after him, and he looked bad. But he kept going, and he did you know make a twelve yard pass you know against a really hard you know defense. So I think it was really interesting. But I also don't think that Goff the teams that he needed to beat to show. Um, that he was an NFL caliber quarterback, he didn't beat those teams in the Pac-12. And if he can't do that, like I just don't know if he's going to be able to just automatically start for the 49ers in, in a rough, you know, <laughs> it's going to be harder. And he, yeah. it's not, it's not. I just don't see it. I've never seen it. And uh, I like the kid, and I hope he, you know, has a great career. I just don't think it's with the 49ers. That's very fair. Yeah, I guess. Sure. I guess uh, this is Rich here. Sorry, I guess I should have uh, clarified earlier. Um, should have clarified earlier. Yeah, I mostly agree with Steph because again, I didn't watch a lot of Cal football, but when I did, 
I wasn't wasn't too impressed by him, but it, again, comparing him to the other quarterbacks in the draft, um, I, I immediately jumped off the Lynch bandwagon after the after he got demolished by Navy. Uh, go Navy, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> and so I jumped off that bandwagon, and I, I kind of went back and forth with Goff. Um, I, I still think he's the best quarterback in the draft, but over the last few weeks and doing some research on him, I'm just I've kind of tempered the expectations. I just don't I don't know if you waste a or waste a pick at seven on a guy you're not going to start on day one. Um, I think Gabbard. I think Gabbard would probably be, and this is going to probably draw a lot of criticism too. But I think Gabbard was, is probably a better fit right now. Um, <laughs> and I still think Kaepernick can be good with Chip Kelly. But you know, listening to listening and doing the research on some of those guys over at Niners Nation with with David and Oscar, um, I really think Chip values an accurate quarterback over a mobile one it's it's not a quarterback run first offense yeah that's why i've never understood the whole oh my god chip and kaepernick like he does have a lot of like you know zone read plays which opens up the option for a quarterback to run but his main focus on offense is always a quarterback that gets the ball out really fast and does it accurately and neither of those are kaepernick's strong seats i'm gonna come to kaepernick's defense because I have to. <laughs> um, because we love Kaepernick we love over here at Talking Touchdowns. <laughs> um, I, you know, he played hurt. There's a lot of things we don't know. The dynamic was not good. He was on a coach-starved team. He, we've seen him play better. And, you know, a lot of things went wrong. For him, I mean, nothing went the way it should have, and I understand like the relationship is probably fractured at this point, and it's probably more so because of the you know front office dynamic. But I don't think that Colin Kaepernick is a is a lost cause at this point, and I do see what he can do with Chip Kelly. I think it's a good fit. I think that that's sort of what he can do. I think what. Um, Colin really needs is a wide receiver that he can trust, that he knows I could go to, this kind of connection that he did at one point have with Crabtree. I mean, that was undeniable. And then once he got with, you know, Anquan when he, but he's older and that's not, he needs that fit. He needs somebody that he can trust and then he can work in certain things, but I think that's all coaching. That has everything to do with coaching and I I'm not defending his performance. I don't think he did a good, he had a good season, obviously. I don't think he played well. But I think there's a lot of other factors that played into that. And it wasn't all on him. It was a bad team, period. The part yeah. that, the part that kind of nobody really, ever really talks about, I've seen a couple people mention it, but the part where you could see how he would be incredibly let down is like, he took the deal he took specifically like and it's been said by multiple sources that he specifically did it just so the team could re-sign the people mm-hmm. who he went to the Super Bowl with and mm-hmm. they literally re-signed none of the people he went to the Super Bowl with out I mean you know it's like I but didn't disagree the there's no way to defend it but it's like he did what he did just, yeah I mean they I think they failed him just as much as as he's failed the team you know he hasn't played great but at the same time they haven't made it easy for him at all well, and it's kind of what came first, the chicken or the egg. His, I, don't, I don't look at him and it, it is him failing the team. I think the team failed him, and I think the team failed. And he's, <laughs> he's a part of that. But I do agree with Seth. There are so many factors. And, 
I mean, when, when I look at what's happened with Cap, I think also so much of it is mental. Um, and I think a coach like Chip Kelly is the type of coach that can, for lack of a better word, fix that and coach him appropriately. And, you know, he lost his coach. He lost his champion and the person who knew him well and knew really how to coach him. And I think it's potentially he could get that back with Chip Kelly. Um, so I think I would, I hope he stays. I understand why he doesn't want to, but I hope he stays. I'd like to see how he'd perform under Chip, what Chip could do with him. Um, because you can say regressed, you can say they figured him out. At the end of the day, it wasn't that long ago that he was in a Super Bowl and that he was down 20-some-odd points in an NFC Championship game on the road and came back. The talent's there. The ability is there. Um, and I think with proper coaching and with a fair chance and like Steph said, a wide receiver he trusts and players around him that he can trust, I think it makes a big difference. Well, yeah. look how... Look how good Chip Kelly made Nick Foles look and how well Nick Foles mm-hmm. has played since he left Chip Kelly's offense. So I think I think there's some legitimacy to the saying that he could make Kaepernick look a lot better than he did last year or even the year before. You know, it's just a matter of if they can repair whatever relationship is left because it's like I can't imagine it's very good at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I even think he was getting there with Harbaugh. 2014 was such a weird year. With the injuries and then all the rumors about Harbaugh leaving and, and being fired, um, I definitely think he was trending that way. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think he'd be a good fit for Chip Kelly. I just I, I don't want to see him go because of all the stuff that's happened. But at the same time, I mean, who are they going to go with? To who do they think is the best fit at this point? Well, I kind of personally also feel like this team has so many needs and. You have two quarterbacks under contract, one of which has shown he can be successful and one of which is adequate enough with everything else around him. He's not a super, you know, Gabbard's not a Super Bowl quarterback. Gabbernick, Gabbard, Gabbernick. Gabbard. <laughs> I think we have solved the problem. <laughs> Let's get Gabbernick. <laughs> the real American. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but I think Gabbard with other talent and needs filled around him could at least keep the team competitive. Um, I just, so I just don't think quarterback is our major concern this year. We need to draft one a hundred percent, but I think we have two on the roster that can do the job with, if everything else around them is functioning, at least at a higher level than it was last season. And when I I could agree with that. I, I agree with that too. I mean, that's kind of why I like Vernon Adams later in the draft. I just I don't know if you can take a, a higher rated quarterback without expecting them to be ready to start day one because that's basically what you're saying when you take a quarterback in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I think that when you know when you look at what the Super Bowl champions Denver did, you know, even losing Peyton, they were able to pull it off. You know, with their second quarterback. Because they developed and they made a strong team. And I think that's what, I mean, when you look at the 2012, you know, just the talent that just fled, you know, like you have to, at this point, think about developing a whole strong team, not just the quarterback. And Denver showed us that exactly how, how to, how to do it. So in my opinion, like, it's just, 
I think people just rely a little bit too much. I know it's a bit, you know, obviously he's the star, he's the face of the franchise or whatever, but I just think that the new age of football is completely different and you have to think about the defense, how strong the 49ers were, was because of their defense. I mean, it was a powerhouse. I would love to see them develop that. Can't argue with that. Yeah, it's, I feel the same. I mean, look at Seattle. They won with you know with Russell Wilson. I don't think he's <laughs> an elite quarterback by any means. Well, and even even this year's Super Bowl, with the way Peyton Manning didn't play like an elite quarterback, but the defense no. was just so incredibly stifling that it didn't matter. All they needed was like you know twenty points, and they could win with that. Right. <clears throat> well, and I think I think fans won so desperately to believe that the next quarterback they draft is Tom Brady or the next Aaron Rodgers. Or Joe Montana. <laughs> I mean, it's just those guys, those guys come around, I mean, how often? Once every 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. The, the best line is the you can't pass on Jared Goff because he's another Cal quarterback. I love that. I love that. He must, he's a Cal quarterback. He must be Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, right? And this, yeah. and you know what? Taking nothing away, I mean, I just think the reality of the NFL, and I'm taking nothing away from this player because I think he had a great season and deserves to be recognized as that and has a great career in front of him. But Kirk Cousins is probably going to get the franchise tag. Oh, absolutely. So I think, I'm just, when you look at it at that way, that what you were saying about the next Tom Brady, the next Aaron Rodgers, the next Joe Montana, those kind of guys do come along once in a lifetime. <laughs> and, you know... Not everybody's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. But if you can get yourself yeah. a Kirk Cousins, then you're going to be in pretty good shape. <laughs> I, I, think we have a, I think we have a Kirk Cousins. And I just what, I think they're franchise tagging him because they really want to see what he can do for another year. I mean, they didn't beat, they didn't beat a single playoff team this year. No, but I guess what I'm, just I'm saying, like, that's... Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you got to... If you have the guy, you have to roll with them, whether that's Kaepernick, Gabbard, or Cousins, or whoever, because you know, you, you know, you can develop a system around them to win. They don't necessarily need to have the flashy stats and you know the, the best mechanics. They just need to be able to get the ball to the receiver when they're supposed to. And you know, Kaepernick has done it. We've seen him do it. Gabbard's done it. I mean, the best throw he had all season was his winning touchdown to Torrey Smith in the Chicago. That was, that was a beautiful. I mean, that I mean, was, that was gorgeous. I probably <laughs> watched that throw like 15 times on my phone. Well, probably because there wasn't any, there wasn't a lot of pretty, there were not a lot of pretty things to yeah. watch this season, so I don't no. blame you on but that so at all. You know, Kaepernick had a throw like that to Torrey Smith in the Baltimore game too, but mm-hmm. then you go and you see other things on film where neither of them can hit a receiver five yards past the line of scrimmage without grounding the ball to him. Um, I think in the right system, both guys would be fine. I just, I think Gabbard at this point might be a little bit better, but I'm not, I'm not ready. To, and it, a lot of the people that are going to listen to this that know me are going to think that I've just jumped off the Kaepernick bandwagon, and I really haven't. I don't, I don't want to see the guy leave. Um, I know my wife would actually probably be pretty devastated if he left the 49ers. <laughs> She's a huge fan of his. Um, I, I think he can be good with Chip. I, I just. If the 49ers are going to do him dirty and, and trade him and not give him the opportunity to to show what he can do with Chip's offense, um, I think it might just be better for him to, to go elsewhere. Well, I think um, I think we'll see. We have a lot a lot of time ahead of us between now and the start of 2016, and I'm very curious to see who will be starting 
at quarterback. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us. This has been fun and a really great discussion. Uh, the draft is still a ways away, so I'm just curious <laughs> to see, you know, very curious to see where we end up there with at pick seven and how many more rumors and thoughts come out between now and then. But um, this was awesome. So thank you guys very much for joining us this evening. No, thanks for having us. Absolutely. And you guys, don't forget, you can read both Rob and Rich over at Niner Noise and follow Rich on Twitter at RJ Madrid and Rob at SendCalFaithful. Um, and please tweet at all of us. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know who you'd pick at seven, what you think of the great Jared Goff, um, and especially what you think of Gabernick, because I'm pretty <laughs> excited to see what he can do. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, 27 jersey ready. Yeah, it's going to be pretty spectacular. Ballin' Gabernick, number 27. Um, Ballin', oh no. All right, guys, we'll have a great, uh, great night. Thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. Great, thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.